Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today, I'm going to be chatting with a guest who came recommended to us. Somebody really wanted us to have him on and talk about his Duramax um, racing, the the build for the trucks. I'm really looking forward to jumping into the conversation and chatting with him. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind you guys, our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a 20% off site-wide code for you. So if you're looking for some new EDC gear, something for hunting, fishing, um, throwing a toolbox in the glove box, they've got a ton of, of new knives um, this year. We did a podcast with them in January, and they were telling us about a uh, whole bunch of new releases that they had. And their newest model, the Duralock, is really cool. The way it opens, closes, keeps your fingers away um, from the blade and the blade is d2 still which is really nice just use code 20 diesel at kershaw.kaiusa.com great way to save some money get some cool gear and we appreciate them offering that just to diesel podcast listeners also our friends over at amsoil they've got a complete lineup of products for your truck we had them on recently we were talking about their semi-synthetic um, engine oil i've got a lot of questions from people asking about different oil types and then also things like gear oil transmission fluid coolant and definitely head on over check out they have a, a, a finder we could put in your year make a model it'll show all the products that they have so definitely make sure head on over there if you're going to be doing some maintenance here shortly getting ready for summer check out what they've got for your cummins duramax or power stroke all right let's get to today's podcast with dante chatting with him about his duramax his build um, performance why he chose you know that particular truck and which one he thinks is best if you're looking for a truck to build into a street truck something to have a little bit of fun with but then also keep it streetable and something you can daily drive dante welcome to the diesel podcast i'm excited to chat with you today you came uh recommended from one of our instagram followers they're like you gotta get dante on the podcast i want to hear about his <laughs> hear about his duramax so it's great to connect with you and be able to chat today awesome happy to be on here yeah, I checked out your Instagram page, love the truck, and I wanted to be able to have people listen to your story with the truck and then also, you know, your passion for Duramax diesels. Um, tell us a bit about this truck, why you picked it, how you got it, and then how the process started to do upgrades and turn it into what it is today. Um, I Ever since high school, all my friends and their parents all had trucks, um, diesel trucks. Um, I was always a GM guy, um, so... My dream was to own a Duramax all through high school. Um, obviously, I could not afford one in high school. Uh, so as soon as I graduated, um, obviously worked a couple of years and finally got my first Duramax was LB7. Um, pretty much learned everything about Duramaxes with that truck. Um, I was clueless when I first got it. I didn't know absolutely anything about diesels, period. I mean, I knew more about like power trucks and stuff because all my buddies had them. But Duramax side, I didn't know anything. Um, even when I went and bought the truck, I'd even, I was so happy to get it. I even check it out and look at anything that get all the way home and realize it was two wheel drive. <laughs> so I was uh, a little, uh, upset about that, but I was just so pumped to get a diesel truck and, um, I just overlooked everything and then it shortly needed injectors. Um, so I just got on forums and just read everything and learned everything and worked on it in my driveway with basic, like a little craftsman toolkit. <laughs> Um, when I was like 20 years old. So 
Um, fast forward a couple of years, I got rid of that when it was just problem after problem. I couldn't afford it at the time. Uh, I bought a six liter for that didn't last any longer than like eight months. And then I was making decent money. So um, I was just on the hunt for uh, Duramax. Did not know which year I wanted. Um, this was what, 2015, four, 2015, I think I got it. 2015 or 16. And um, I was just looking every day on uh, all like auto trader, all that stuff. And it was like posted within like five minutes and it was like an hour and a half um, at Lime Ridge auto from me. There's a lot of trucks that are sold from there um, in this area. And um, there you have, they have a good social media following as well. It was like when they first opened up, I think. And um, I called them. Um, it was an 08 or actually it's 07 and a half LMM Duramax. It had like 140 K on it. It was spotless. And I was, I always wanted a red truck, but I just couldn't picture myself getting one, but this one popped up and I was like, Hmm. All right. I'll go. Uh, I called them. I was like, you guys still have it? And they said, yes, we do. And um, I drove up that day and bought it. And um, I couldn't get it that day. They had something with the title. They just got it. So they had to wait like a week or something to get the title back. But after that, um, I got it, drove it home and I didn't even have it for 24 hours and um, had it tuned and all that stuff already. And then uh, first uh, after I tuned it, I put a lift pump on it, and then I got the trans built from a good buddy, uh, Logan. He's unlimited. Um, he's been a good friend for a long time now. He actually built the trans in my LV7 back in the day, which was one of his like first trans builds ever. Um, we've been friends ever since. So pretty much after the trans build is when I was like, okay, well, I took it to the drag strip, and it went like 13-0, um, just tuned and would built trans. I was like, I want to go faster. So um, I've found some uh, industrial injection, like 50% nozzles and um, off Facebook or something. I put them on and went out there, um, completely stock engine, just nozzles, stock turbo, everything. And it went 1240s. And uh, that moment I was like, I try and push a stock turbo to 11s. And um, I had to, eventually I put hundreds in it, hundred percent nozzles and dual pumps. And it went 1190 on a stock charger Wow! with no nitrous or anything. And, uh, at that point in time, I just came addicted and, uh, just wanted to push it further and further and further. I went to all kinds of events. Um, looking back on it now, I was always out there trying to beat my personal time versus like winning events. Um, so I was like, always just trying to go faster and faster and faster, um, versus being consistent. And that's pretty much the key to drag racing is being consistent. And, um, I was just only worried about being my personal time and wish I knew that back then just to be consistent. But, um, it taught me a lot about trucks, uh, especially Duramax side. Literally, this is everything I'm doing it all in my driveway. Um, hot weather or cold weather, I'm either out there freezing, out there sweating, working on it and um just kept pushing it and eventually i wanted to go a uh, big single i went to a s476 and um two days after i put a, the 76 on it, i cracked the piston and um that point i was just uh i didn't have money for a built motor or anything like that so i just slapped in another stock piston and um it went 1082 on a stock engine 
and it's a full weight truck. It weighs about 6,800 pounds. So I was pumped at that point. And, um, ever since then, I just, just keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And, um, I finally, uh, actually broke the crank in it, um, at diesel truck wars this, um, about last month. So wait on the built motor for it. So it should be uh pretty fun when it's back with the, to go back to the going from a 1240 to 1190s, was it just you as a driver getting more consistent, you know, once you added the nozzles or were there other things you did like with suspension, um, maybe weight, what, what helped you shave like half a second off that quarter mile time? Um, well, I, I've, I've added dual pumps to the stock CP3 was 1240 was, it was starting to lose rail pressure at that point. So I put uh, one on the belt and that was another stock one. Um, I did put, um, I put cow tracks on it. I had traction bars, but every time I'd leave to the trucks, I got it. I lowered it down so much. Every time I leave the traction bars, like hit the frame. So I took them off, put cow tracks on, um, it's lowered. I got the overload out. Um, I got additional leaf out and I got the front keys turned all the way down. Um, but just sleeves on, it doesn't have like one of those heavy duty tie rods or anything like that. And then, um, the DHD center link brace helps a ton with all Duramaxes. Um, it keeps the center link from like rolling, which is uh, very important for Duramax. I mean, you could either do like a straight center link, which your turning radius is terrible with, or the DHD braces, it's fairly cheap and it bolts right on and it works. So that helped out a lot, but, um, just working on my 60 foot, uh, working on my reaction time. Cause like back then I was just trying to just go faster and faster and faster. I wasn't like looking at like the actual drag racing side of things. I was just trying to beat my personal best and it got me a few times. So I started working on my 60 foot and, um, or I started working on my reaction time tremendously and 60 foot is the main thing to, uh, work on when it comes to drag racing because without reaction time or 60 foot it's a lost race at that point if you're racing somebody so um just a bunch of different like tire pressures i started with and just figure out what the truck likes every truck is going to react differently to a different setup just the way it is like you could have identical setup to my setup on a different truck and it's just going to be probably different all trucks react different to a tune to a setup to uh and then everyone drives different too. So, um, just a lot of like, like I would go, my local drag strip was 45 minutes away from where I lived at the time. And I would drive there Wednesdays after work and I would drive there Friday nights after work every single week. Um, this probably went on for a year. Um, just because I just, I got so into it. I just wanted to just keep getting better and better and better at it. And, um, I think it's uh, starting to pay off. <laughs> It's really, really interesting how you mentioned that because I did the same thing with the truck because I'd go Wednesday to test and tunes after work. I'd play around with the Caltrax, like tension, the tire pressure, something wouldn't work. I'd go slower and I did it not for quite a year, it's about probably six months or so. I was just there all the time and it was, it was like you said, I was racing myself. I was trying to figure out how can I get a little bit quicker, a little bit quicker and it was really fun and that's how I got hooked on it. And I know that, uh, you know, people out there, they, they're enthusiasts and, and, you know, they love Duramax trucks and I'll get questions from time to time about which one to look at. So if we take like the LBZ LMM and compare it to like LLY and LB7, 
if somebody was looking for a truck to do something similar to yours where they want to have fun with it, they want to take it to the track, daily drive it, is there much difference between the different engine models that are out there or would you recommend one in particular for a certain reason? If you were drag racing, I would go LB7 or LOI, mainly because um, LBZ and LMMs, their stock pistons are just terrible. Uh, once you start, I mean, they're just made of glass pretty much. You start adding power to them, they will crack. Um, LB7, LOIs are the same exact bottom end. Obviously, the top end's different electronics and injectors and stuff. But 100% go LB7, LOI, just because um, the pistons hold power. Um you can make over a thousand horsepower on stock LB7 pistons. So um, that's what I swapped into my red truck and that's what held it ever since. And when the crank broke, um, I don't, uh, when I pulled it apart, the stock pistons still look absolutely perfect. So um, obviously the rods are the weak point when it comes to those, but as long as you have a proper setup and proper tuning, which is fuel, air and tuning setup, it will last a long time. Um, Torque is what kills the bottom end. So if you put like a big single on it and um, all your your, um, your power is off in the upper RPM range, it's going to last a long time. And um, LBZs and LMMs, they just, um, stock pistons just aren't there. Um, and the rods are a good setup. Uh, they, they're a little bit stronger than the previous years, but I'm more worried about the pistons. And um, as long as you keep the torque out of it, the engine's going to last a long time. And that's what's happened with my truck over the years. And there's plenty of other stock bottom end Duramax is out there pushing a lot of power. And um, it's mostly LB7 or LOI trucks doing so. And with your engine build that you have, did, um, I know there's a lot of different choices for upgrades you could do when you're doing an engine build. How far, how far into it did you go? <laughs> I, uh, I set myself a budget. Um, I started doing it. I started thinking about it sure um end of last season put a budget together and um i'm almost doubled that budget <laughs> um <laughs> just because like i'm just i want to buy i'm buying stuff i was buying stuff here and there and like while the engine's out i want to fix this like power steering pump i want to put on stuff that wasn't even like towards the built motor but um it's very expensive um and i uh I want to do it right the first time and that way I don't have to worry about it again. Um, cause, uh, you build one of these motors, a lot of people can't afford to build them twice. So do it right the first time and should be last, should last a long time. In regards to the build itself, I always like to ask this question because each truck is unique and each goal is, is, are there some things you would do different if you could start over with that exact truck? as far as the parts, the upgrades, or the order that you did the upgrades and to maybe be able to save a little money or maybe a little bit of time to get where you want to go? Um, honestly, no, because the whole process from start to where I am now has taught me so many things about the truck, about diesel performance, about Duramax side of everything. And it's just, I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. It's just, it, uh, it taught me so much, it's taught me so much. I've met a bunch of people and, when I was building the truck, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of money. Um, I didn't have the best job. It was just me in my, or not even in my garage, in my driveway, because my garage didn't fit the truck in it. And I pretty much found everything used. Nozzles were used. Dual pump kit was used. Um, trans for my buddy. Um, he helped me out. He actually built it for somebody else. 
and um, they totaled the truck. So he gave it to me for a good price. The trans was even a brand new rebuilt trans. Um, pretty much everything on the truck was just all used stuff until the point where I was able to afford to actually buy new stuff. Even when I put the turbo kit on it, that's 400 kit. That was a used kit. Um, when it cracked the piston, all the pistons were used that I put in it. So um, I wouldn't, the whole from going 13s the first time, the 12s to 11s, the 10s, with now the goal of going nine. So um, if it does go nines, it will be the first LMM Duramax in the nine. So um, I am pumped about that, but I wouldn't trade or I wouldn't change anything I've done over the years with it. I think builds like this one are really, they appeal to people for a lot of reasons. And the, the main one is when we think of a truck that goes fast, we think of one of two ways to do it. Either just throw a whole bunch of money at it, drop it off someplace, pick it up six months later, here's your 10 second truck and right, there right, you right. go. Or, or you go through yeah. the process like you did where you're learning, you're finding deals, you're you're really having to strategize how you do it, which that's kind of goes to like to the heart of diesel performance, I think, because, you know, when we think of fast vehicles in general, most people, and if they're not in diesel, they think of cars, they think of, you know, something like a Trackhawk or something like that. You don't think of a four wheel drive diesel truck as going fast. And it was always that uh, kind of pursuit or the ingenuity that they had to use way back in the day to make these things go quicker. And it was like, well, this is like the new, the muscle car of, you know, today are these trucks going this quick. So that's what I really like about your build is how you did it and learn through the process to put it together. Yeah. It's uh, it's been a very fun ride. Obviously it's had its ups and downs. Um, I just, I've met so many people along the way. Um, people from all over the country. There's people from outside the country that I even chat with online on social media and stuff about questions that they may have and stuff. And it, um, the diesel world is a, a big community, that's for sure. And um, I just like telling people that they may think it's like ridiculously expensive to go fast, which in today's world it, it is, but there's deals out there to be found. Um, you just, just got to search up and down forums and facebook and marketplace and stuff you can't afford to buy new and um obviously if you don't know what you're doing um you could look online and ask questions and stuff like that but um it's really i mean if you got any mechanical mindset or if you have any skills like that you should you could be able to push a truck pretty far um with just basic basic hand tools and stuff like that and you could go out there in your driveway and do it like i did it's uh just takes dedication um i would like that would be raining outside and um i'd set the tent up and be out there working so i uh, it's it's been a fun ride for sure i th also think being able to use that power is something that really appeals as well so i'm sure at 13 seconds it was streetable i'm sure at 12 4 it was streetable and once you got to the 1190s and faster being able to actually enjoy it. So it's not trailer to the track and, you know, has a roll cage and fiberglass body panels. You can't drive it on the street or anything like being able to use it. How streetable has the build been up until this point? Um, it's still streetable to this day. Obviously there's no engine right now, but um, when it went 11s on the stock turbo, it drove like just like a stock truck did. Um, honestly, we, the guy that tuned it at the point, 
Um, we didn't even like people always think that I was spraying nitrous because it ran so clean. Um, we don't know why it um ran so clean, but it just went down the track. It went 11s. It was smoke free. It was clean, and um, it drove on the street like just like basically a stock truck would. And um, when I put the big single on it, obviously it's a big difference from a, like a stock VGT to a 76 at the time. Um, so it, it's obviously obnoxious to drive an S 400 truck every day, especially on the highway and stuff. It could get loud. Um, but streetable wise and drivability, it drove good. Um, the setup, it was just a box 76, just like a SXE or Warner 76 at the time now. Um, and then when it went, I started, I don't really do quarter mile race anymore. It went to like eighth mile for like 670 index class and stuff like that. And all last year it had a 75 on it and um, a work turbocharger six or 75 and drivability was awesome. I towed with it. Um, I drove it every day and it, uh, it drove amazing, but obviously um, a lot of people may not know that it takes more than just one thing to make drivability and all that street manners and all that very good is, I mean, it takes tuning, it takes a converter setup fuel setup and obviously a good turbo to be well in the street. So it's a lot of other factors versus just buying one thing and putting it on it. You got to have a good combo. Now with the rest of the year, once you get the engine in, what are some events or things you're planning on doing or taking the truck to? Um, the main, the first event um, that we're looking to go to is UCC, which is June. Um, so if the built motor isn't done, I will probably put another stock engine back in it. Um, just because um, I have probably five other blocks over here. I could just slap a engine together and throw it back in the truck. But um, UCC, I'm probably going to do a couple of ODSS events. The truck does not have a roll bar in it um, for 670, but like diesel truck wars out in North Carolina, that's uh, they have a fall event, a spring event. Um, I run 670 class there and they do not require a roll bar or a roll cage. So, um, so if I do like UCC or the ODSS events, um, I'm going to have to like turn it down to like 770 class or ET. Um, but I do plan on putting a roll bar in it probably after the built motors in it and, um, can finally compete in 670 class at all events. Very cool. Now you'd mentioned before the podcast a little bit about, uh, how this, your passion for Duramax diesels and diesel performance has turned into, you know, like a, a job, a career. And I, I wanted to ask you about that because I think that's a really cool connection between a passion for a vehicle and racing it or any part of, you know, just owning a diesel truck and, and modifying it, how that can turn into a, a career. And I was really curious about your story with that, how it, how it took, uh, just how it went that direction. Um, so, uh, obviously a lot of, like when I would go to the track, a lot of guys would ask me like questions about the truck and how to do this, how to do that, or just have me work on it. So I did a lot of side jobs. Um, and a lot of people messaged me a lot of questions. Um, so it quickly, um, turned into me open up my own shop. Um, I, uh, pretty much do all Duramax stuff. I do some common stuff here and there, but um, all Duramax stuff, it, it um, 
I never would have thought that um, me buying a truck years ago and getting the following that I have off of it and um, people wanting to do similar setups that it would ever turn into a full-time thing for me. And um, I, uh, I had a few jobs over the years, like all like parts jobs. Like um, I used to work at an international dealership and just sell um, diesel parts. I was just always doing diesel work. And, um, but to be able to work for yourself, it's just no better feeling than that. And then come in and just do what you love doing every day. Um, yeah, it's a little stressful when it comes to, um, being a business owner, but it, um, it pays off. And obviously my, my LMM is what brings me all my business. So, um, I got to get that out to the track. I get that out to these events and that's what, uh, that's what brings the customers in. Yeah, I noticed with the guy who messaged us and wanted you on the podcast, he was really into what you were doing with the truck and really liked it. And and I thought that was really really cool. Um, how that is how that works and how it can take on almost a life of its own. Where it was a truck you're just having fun with, wanted to go faster, going to the track, trying to beat your best times, and then it turns into a whole career and a business and. You know, that's a whole challenge in itself and then yeah. you know able to work on cool stuff but then also you know grow it and be able to have employees and bigger shops and you know all that kind of stuff it, it always fascinates me how that how that happens and um like i um i like the truck has a good story because it shows a lot of guys out there that um I just want to like try and inspire guys out there to it don't you don't need a million dollars to go fast or be competitive in a class to so, like um you throw injectors and um you don't even have to put a turbo on and just just be consistent out there and work on it and um obviously it takes dedication and you gotta want to do it but it doesn't take that much to go out there and just have fun with a truck um just show guys out there that um, I didn't have a shop back in me at the time or anything like that. It was just me, my driveway, trying to uh, beat myself out there to track, go faster and faster. And it was just, um, if you if you have the mindset and you have the uh, dedication and determination to go out there and go fast, and not necessarily fast, like 12 seconds um, back then to me was fast. Um, to me, it's not, it's not obviously I want to go faster, but um, everyone has their own goal and you can't, if you want to go 12s out there or you want to go 11s, it's uh, not as hard as you think it is. And um, just want to show people that it don't take that much to do that. When I think back to when I really started to get into diesels, I was paying attention to Diesel Power Challenge way back, like 2009, 10. And the thing that appealed to me and even got me st to start thinking about performance was a lot of these guys were trucks that they just built themselves. They might've had a shop and done it, you know, in their spare time or they didn't have one, they did something else. But it was this collection of people who had Power Strokes, Covens, Duramax trucks that were going, you know, fast at that time. When you look at performance now, you know, something like UCC and some of the trucks that are out there, do you think that the heights that it's reached, the 3000 horsepower, the, the crazy things they're doing, that it might make the average person go, well, maybe I don't want to do one of these builds because I'm not, I'm not going to invest enough to go through and you know, make 3,000 horsepower, or I'm not going to be able to trailer it 
and kind of that 10 to 12 second performance truck you know share of the of the the racing scene has maybe suffered a little bit or maybe people you know because it's not the fastest that it could ever be now um there's this whole other level to it and i've always been curious just to get people's perceptions on that if you think that um you know maybe people shy away from it now because they can't do like diesel power challenge used to way back in the day and and you know run this time that um you know would get a lot of attention and so i'm just really curious what you think about that that aspect of it if you if you think uh just if you're someone out there and you see like these three thousand horsepower trucks two thousand horsepower trucks um those are not streetable fun trucks to me um yeah um there is a couple out there that I know that make serious power and yeah, they drive them. But to me, a thousand horsepower truck, um, thousand, the, let's just say a thousand. That is a, you, that could be an awesome street truck. You could drive. I've never even trailered my truck to events till probably last year, honestly. And, um, I drove it everywhere. I drove it every day and it, it may it may draw some people away just because they probably like there's no way I could build a truck at that point and be competitive. But there's what ODSS you have all these or UCC you have all these different brackets that you can enter in. If you could have a bone stock truck out there and go compete in ET class and you could go out there and win pretty good money um, as long as you're consistent and you uh, you're good with the leaving it on the right time of the tree. You go out there and win events. You don't have to have the fastest truck in the world to do any of this. So bracket racing um, shows that. And then obviously you want to turn it up. You have 770 class, which you probably need. I think it's around on your weight. I'd say 650 to 700 horsepower set for 770 uh, class. Obviously, you get in the 670 class. You're going to need about 1,000. And then obviously 590 class. I mean, that's a whole nother level there. But um, like – my truck, when the engine's done, it's going to be a 670 truck when I get the roll bar and stuff in it. And it's too heavy to ever go 590s. I'm not cutting it up. It's such a perfect truck. I don't want to cut it up or anything like that. So it's going to be a good street truck. And I go out there and race it. I could turn it up if I want to do like no prep event or something like that. And probably maybe get 15, 1400 horsepower out of it. I don't know. But um, when it's at 670 level, it's going to be around 1000 horsepower. And that's all I need out of the truck. I don't need to um, I don't need to make 3000 horsepower, but I do want to compete in the all in truck challenge this year, um, which I think they changed it back to King of the street. I don't know. They had both word or both, but, um, that'll be drag racing. I'll be pulling. That'll be a street drive and then dyno. So hopefully the engine's in it, which it should be by then. And then I got to do some changes to the suspension to get it set up for pooling and stuff so that'll be fun um i never pulled with the truck that's the only thing i haven't done so looking forward to doing that um probably will probably break some stuff i imagine <laughs> um, but i'm um, definitely looking to do that and see how i do against these two three thousand horsepower trucks um it should be fun and i'd love to go out there and show the guys that um you don't need three thousand horsepower two thousand plus to um have fun with a truck so Definitely looking forward to doing that. I think the being able to drive the truck is what's so important. I mean, that's what we all love to do with these things. And, you know, I understand how important 
those higher power levels are because there's so much innovation and technology that comes from getting those trucks to hold that power that it trickles down to everything else. And it's really cool to see it, but we all love to drive our trucks and you don't need 2000. You don't need 1500. You know, you don't even need 12 or 1300 to have fun with a truck. And so I always try to, I always try to tell people if they ask, you know, because sometimes I come across that where they go, man, it's not the same as it used to be. I don't have the money for a 3,000 horsepower truck. You don't need it. Like, do you actually want to drive the truck? Do you want to put some miles right. on it? Do you want to have some fun with it? Or do you just want to trailer it? And, you know, um, so I think the driving aspect to it is what's what's still appealing. It hasn't left. And that's where there's, there's so many doors to go through. Like you were talking earlier about consistency. Well, you're gonna have to learn how to be consistent with a 700 horse truck 600 1000 1200 that's a whole challenge in itself and then you're competing against somebody else who might be better they might have more experience and you know you're going back and forth so there, there's a lot of areas to have fun and and really be able to enjoy the build in the truck itself right and um i've uh, driven good from stock power trucks to um thousand horsepower trucks on the street and um a lot of people really aren't sure like how to make it streetable and stuff, but obviously higher horsepower you go, the less streetable it's going to be. Um, you can make it as streetable as possible. Obviously with good setup, with a good, um, competent tuner, um, quality parts, quality parts goes a long way. Um, don't go buying some junk injectors off eBay and, uh, thinking that your truck's going to do well. You got plenty of good companies out there that offer great injector. Um, the same goes for fuel pump, CP3, stuff like that, um, as well as turbos. You want to pair, you want to have a good pair um, or good, good combo, I should say. Um, but you also want to have, um, I know it's getting harder and harder out there to even get a truck tuned at this point, but you want to have a good tuner that could make it streetable make it last and uh make it um fun to drive so and um a lot of guys just go out there and think they just throw a big setup on a truck and it's going to go out there and make power it's not not that easy it takes time um you got to think when you throw all this power to the truck there's other stuff on the truck that's going to break i mean you got your rear end you got there's so much stuff on the truck that you got to get up the par if you're planning on making power. So it's a lot more to think of just throwing like injectors, turbo and um, whatever at the engine and think it's going to just go out there and do well. I mean, it takes a lot of um, other things and obviously takes a driver too. So it, it, when you change setups, you got to get used to the new setup. You got to, you got to go out there and test. You got to make sure it truck leaves good on the suspension setup. There's a lot of things to it, but, it's um if you if you want to do it it um if you got the dedication like I said you anybody go out there and do it with very minimal um and just what I want to show people out there is like I went this fast this long on a stock engine um it's not no twenty thousand dollar built motor just a junk old probably 300,000 mile short block or bottom end that was in it and um nothing spectacular at all um obviously transmission needs to be up the par you got to have a good built trans there's plenty of companies out there that offer that um especially when it comes to allison um 
you want to have a competent trans builder. That's for sure. You want to be out there and you want to have a good converter too. converter goes a long way with making a truck streetable and making it fun to drive. You could have the best injectors. You have the best turbo, you have the best tuner and you have the worst converter out there. It's going to drive like crap and it will not be fun. (laughs) For people that are listening and they want to either follow the truck or maybe they're local or, or, you know, semi-local to you. And maybe they want to do one of these builds. Maybe they want to chat about their truck. How can they find you on social media, be able to reach out to you, find your website and, you know, ask questions or, or learn more. Um, you can find me on Instagram, um, or TikTok, um, or YouTube. I just started a YouTube channel. Um, it's Dmax Dante. And then I do have a website that's delaneysdiesel.com. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, pretty much all my social medias, I think. <laughs> and then Facebook, my, name's, my name's on there, Dante Delaney. So if you, anyone has any questions, feel free to message me. I try my best to get back to everybody. Um, and, um, I would love to chat about what your goals are, what your setup, what your, what your setup currently is and how do you like to improve your times or your power or any of that. Just feel free to message me anytime. It was really cool to chat with you and uh, learn the story behind your truck and and how that the passion for it turned into you know being a business owner and definitely make sure that you reach back out to us when you get that truck into the nines so that you can be on the diesel podcast and we have the guy with the first LMM in the nines on so keep us updated on it. That's the that's the goal this year, but uh, it was a pleasure uh, being on here first podcast. So um, happy to be on here and thanks for having me. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to kershaw.kaiusa.com if you're in the market for a new knife for hunting, fishing, EDC, um, something to work hard, um, you know, around the house or at, at the job site. Use code 20diesel for 20% off site-wide. It's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. Um, Kershaw Knives has just released their um, Duralock models. comes with a D2 steel blade. The opening mechanism is super sweet. The way that it opens keeps your fingers away from the blade. They've also got a ton of other knives they've released this year. So if you're in the market, definitely make sure to head on over and check them out and save some money. Also, our friends over at Amsoil, they look forward to being able to help you service your truck, maintain it, keep it running the best that it can run. Whether you're looking for engine oil, coolant, transmission fluid, gear oil, we've got a ton of different products. We get a lot of questions um, from listeners as far as, you know, do they have something for my particular make, model, for my car, for, you know, my side-by-side. Just go onto their website, go to amsoil.com. You can punch in you know, the year, make, model that you have. They'll show you all the products that apply to your vehicle and help it keep it running in the best shape it can. I also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, um, Tyler Lowen at 23Diesel, J. Cole John, all of our other Patreon um, members, all of you subscribe on YouTube, podcast apps, or on our Discord, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We appreciate all your support here in year seven of the Diesel Podcast and look forward to bringing you guys even more content that you want to hear in 2023. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.